to the, the podcast. podcast TV with my mom. We're back. Oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's where me and my mom talk about TV. What were you going to say? We're back with a passion. Yay. <laughs> well, maybe not a passion, but we're back to lighten the mood. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk with you about some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I talk to you pretty frequently, but not on record. <laughs> Probably a good thing. Um, I guess. I don't know. How are you doing, Mom? It's been a while since the listeners have listened or the viewers have heard us. It's been a very long time. We've been, you know, weathering the storm. Mm. And like we said before, when we get together, we just want to get together and hang out. We don't want to, like, do this. <laughs> we just we haven't been wanting to have a project, you know, where we don't see each other as often as we did. And so when we see each other, we want to just spend time with each other instead of like having a task to accomplish. But that said, the news is fucking bananas. Right <laughs> it's now. just crazy. And we thought, wouldn't it be nice to just have something for people to listen to? That's about just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> let's, I'm just, you know, let's just lighten up and everybody needs to just like take a breath and not think about, stupid people <laughs> and you know i mean you know obviously it's important and people should be thinking about it but like maybe we all need to like take care of ourselves as well i mean jesus especially people of color who are experiencing some serious <sighs> trauma right now so let's just have something that people can listen to that is fun yeah um before we get into our normal segments, do you want to tell the listeners, the viewers, what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about something that I <laughs> that I recently watched on the Netflix. I also watched it. Oh, and Rachel also watched it. Um, it's called, should I say what it's, the name of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called Bridgerton. Yeah, we're going to talk about Bridgerton. We're going to talk about Bridgerton. <laughs> Holy so, moly. If you haven't watched it yet. Let's not spoil the biggest spoiler. We won't. So we're telling you now that right. the big thing that they kind of tease the whole season, we won't spoil that. Right. We will not say the ending. But if you don't want to hear us talk about all the other stuff in the show, then, I don't know, find something else to listen to because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Go watch it and then come back. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's bingeable. So. Yes. Totally. Uh, that said, Mom, instead of TV news, because I just haven't been paying attention to TV news, I thought it might be fun for us to uh, share a little thing that we've been enjoying or keeping us self uh, busy. I mean, I'm going to share something I've been watching, but you can right. share whatever you'd like. Oh, I'm first? Well, you don't have to be. Well, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was listening to this podcast recently. Um it's a new one from the Exactly Right Network. It's the My Favorite Murder Ladies, and it's called I Saw What You Did. Oh. And it's um, it's not true crime. It's these two women talking about movies. Um, and they referenced, one of them referenced, let me look up their names real quick. I will be editing this part out. I will be editing this part out. Are you telling, saying that so you remember? Yes. Well, for myself listening back. I gotcha. Edit this out, Rachel. You listen to a lot of podcasts. I know, I do. I'm sort of I addicted. I just never see... Where do you find the time? Um, well, I mean, like when I'm cleaning my house. Hmm, good call. Sometimes, like, if I'm just, like, working on a craft project, I won't watch something. I'll just listen. Oh, I should try that. So, I Saw What You Did is a podcast with Daniel Henderson and Millie DeCherico. Hmm. So, um, 
they were talking before they even got into talking about the movies they were talking about they were sharing something that they were excited about and one of them said that they were excited to see this year's big fat quiz of the year and i was like i've seen that on youtube before because i like british things and youtube knows that and tries to get me to watch stuff but it's Mm -hmm. like it's an hour and a half long the youtube video and i'm like never watched it so every year in the uk there is a show that they put on. It's like a, a special. So like if you're, it's Christmas and you're with your family, everyone can turn it on and watch it together. And it's a quiz show. Oh, cute. And they quiz wow. these comedians on what's been happening in the past year. Yeah. And so it's called the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. It's hosted by Jimmy Carr, and um, who's like this British, I don't know, like a Ryan Seacrest of England. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. I don't know if that's offensive. I, I don't know. I only see him on this show. Big I don't Quiz think of the that's year. offensive. He's no, like but a like host. he might. Yeah, but he might not be. And I just he hosts this. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. He's the host guy. Yeah. Um. And they they quiz these uh, comedians like um, Richard Iwate and Noel Fielding and um, that guy. He's actually in Bridgerton. Um, whose name I can never remember. Rob. Um. Uh, oh no, it's a different person in Bridgerton. I'm oh. gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is his name? Uh, Rob. Oh God, British Rob. Uh, <laughs> That's what they call him, British Rob. Oh, That's what they call him. Um, British actor Rob. Him, Rob Bryden. <laughs> Rob Bryden. I googled British actor Rob, and it came up <laughs> as the first thing. Oh, he's popular. Um. So anyway, they they uh, interview all these comedians. Not interview them. He quiz them on things that have happened in the past year, and it just it like. I'd never watched it before, so I decided to after listening to that podcast, and I watched the most recent quiz of the year, and it was hilarious. Oh. And then okay. I went back and I watched like Big Fat Quiz of the Year 2013, and then oh, they boy. do like Big Fat Quizzes of everything. And so I've just been like keeping myself occupied while I'm doing like, you know, crossword puzzles or whatever, or like cooking dinner. I'll mm-hmm. listen to an episode of, and it's a video, but I listen to it. Oh, okay. Big Fat Quiz of the Year. It's funny. Very funny. I highly recommend it. Even if you're like, I don't know any of those people, and I don't really know much of them either. Like, I've seen the IT crowd that Richard and Noel are in and um, some other things. But it's just really funny regardless because comedians are funny, and mm-hmm. I think British comedians are particularly funny. So I used to like Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know Benny Hill. <laughs> Might be a little bit beyond my timeline. But anyway, if you want to something to make yourself laugh that also somehow, like, like, they were telling their news stories of, that happened in England that, so, like, oh. we wouldn't necessarily know. I mean, they were also national, but, or international, but, um, some just, like, really funny things that happened in England oh. that I just, you know. You wouldn't have known of. You wouldn't have heard about. So, okay. check it out if you're interested. I'm interested. It's keeping me smiling. Well, that's all that matters. What's keeping you smiling, Mom? Um, well, I've been, I started watching this morning. Uh, murder on Middle Beach. That didn't really keep me smiling, but it, you know, I like the murder stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I, it's a whodunit, and I don't know how many parts it is. I'll probably go back to it because it's made from the perspective of the murder victim's son. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. And then I also, I mean, it's sad, but it's interesting. I'm, I've watched the whole thing. We could talk about it on another episode if you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I just binged. Um, the first season of Discovery of Witches. Oh, I love that show. We talked about that on the podcast. We have. And the season two is coming out, I think, next week. Yeah. Probably will watch that. Um, I'm sure people already are aware of Mandalorian season two. Oh, That God. just came out. Good Lord, good Lord, good Lord. What did you think about the last episode? Don't spoil anything for people. I, I was, I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm wondering if Sarah was confused too. So my sister Sarah decided to watch the show at Christmas and has been texting me pretty frequently in episodes to be like, "What? what's this? What's going on here? Okay. But also like, holy shit, those characters are crazy. <laughs> and then she, so she texted me and she was like, man, those dark stormtroopers are real bad. And I was like, are you on the last episode? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, Give me a call when you're done. <laughs> she 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 understood what was going on because I think the previous question she'd asked me, okay, where she was like, so "When does she... this take place?" Okay. So it is really important if you haven't watched season two yet to refresh your memory about when the Mandalorian takes place in the like chronology of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, because I was totally confused. <laughs> totally, I thought it was. It is not a prequel. It takes place after episode six and before episode seven. And if you get confused like I do on six and sevens and ones and twos, you look it up, Google it. It takes place <laughs> after Return of the Jedi, but before The Force Awakens. Right. Did I watch The Force Awakens? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I've watched them all, but God, I no, I haven't. I haven't watched the one with the makeup and the little lips. The makeup and the little lips? Look. You're yeah. making, if she's making a face, but she's wearing a mask, so. This one. <laughs> she just made a kissy face at me. You know who it is? No, I, the makeup and Natalie. the, oh, you're talking about, oh, when she like paints just a bar on her yeah, lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch that one. You, those are the first three. Yeah, but... I didn't watch those. Okay, episodes I can't one, handle two, it, three. man. Yeah, no, that's fair. They're not well, that it's great. Too much. No, they weren't that good, and it was just a pain in the ass. <laughs> too confusing. Go in order. <laughs> Don't be sending out prequels and sequels and. Yeah. I can do sequels, but I can't do prequels. Yeah. Or anyway. Um, <laughs> Anywho, but that's a fun show to watch too. So anyway, that's what we've been watching that's been keeping us smiling and interested. Yep. Um, are we ready to talk about Bridgerton? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> Let me do a quick for people that somehow might not know. It's not science fiction. <laughs> and there's nothing about witches or warlocks. You know what's hilarious about it is that it is a period piece. It is a period piece, which I enjoyed. I'm shocked to hear that. Which is shocking. But I think it's only because it was written by a lady who writes romance novels. Julia Quinn. <laughs> um, if you're one of those people out in the world that think romance novels are trash or are bad, I just want to encourage you to think about why you have those feelings. Because... Romance novels are written by women for women. Yeah. And I think they've been uh, put into a, a place in society of being trash because of that. If you've not actually read one, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like, I mean, there's some authors I enjoy reading. Yeah. Some of the romance novels yeah. authors. And it's they tell good stories. For sure. And it, there might be some sex sprinkled in. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's there's nothing to be apologetic about about enjoying romance novels is what I'm trying to say. Correct. The, you know the the patriarchy has told you that they're they're smut and uh, I encourage you to disregard that and give them a try. Yeah. So uh, the plot uh, the synopsis on IMDb of Bridgerton says wealth, lust, and betrayal set against the backdrop of Regency era England, seen through the eyes of the powerful Bridgerton family. Yes. And it's written by Julia Quinn and adapted for TV and produced by... Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. All those shows. So, um, <laughs> Regency era, for those who don't know. Corsets and bustles and buntings. Pic <laughs> buntings. Picture Jane Austen and, and you'll be there. So any Wait a minute. 
Picture Jane Austen, but more fun. <laughs> so let's let's talk about how they've. Um, so in terms of like it being a period piece, what do you think about it made it fun for you to watch? Not plot wise, but like <laughs> like so from my perspective, they took Regency era uh, England with the bonnets and the muted colors, and they just turned the dial up. They modernized it a little bit. I mean, the music that you hear in the background is. Modern music, but with played by uh, played, a string quartet. Yeah, a string quartet. So it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, like imagine watching Pride and Prejudice when Elizabeth and Darcy are dancing at the ball, but instead of it being some song you've never heard of, it's yeah. Billie Eilish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift. Yeah, something like that. And you can like you can you're recognizing the music, but you're I was like, what who? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, it, I like listening to the songs to be like, because at first I couldn't, like, I'm not yeah. super versed in pop music. And Me so, either. but um, yeah, it was interesting to hear the interpretations of those songs. Like, they, they do Bad Guy by Billie Eilish yep. in one of the scenes. It's really cool. And also the costumes. The costumes are great. And they show, and they just show them. I mean, the one, I think the opening, one of the opening scenes, she's like pulling on the corset to get her stuffed in there. And, all the layers and all the accoutrements that go to making them look the way they look, is it surprises me. Yeah, it's historically accurate, but then the dresses themselves will be like glitter or sequins yeah. or they'll have like feathers all over them or they'll yeah. be like really bright colors. Very fancy. You know, they're, they're, they, so they've, you know, that is what the outfits were like, but then they turn them on their head a little bit and right. make them really interesting and fun. Yeah, because I'm sure they didn't have glitter. No, they definitely didn't. <laughs> or sparkles. No, yeah, there was not. There was no glitz and glamour. I don't think. Probably not. Um, the other cool thing that they do in terms of adapting this to make it a little bit more modern is mm. they have lots of people of color in yeah. in the scenes, and I think that's you know a product. Anything made by Shonda Rhimes is going to f- center people of color as like main characters and not just as like side characters which is so it's great it's right because like, i think usually in those types of things you only see people of color as servants or servants yeah <laughs> or you know they might like i've seen a lot of adaptations like if you think about um like doctor who because <laughs> i'm watching that right now and that's why it's in my head but mm. they'll have people of color just positioned as characters that would would have historically been white people so it's like they they whitewash the black characters they're not playing black people. They're black people playing white people. Right. You know, because, like, it, it, there's no historical reference for them to be in those those roles. So they can't be black. They have to be black people that are white, you know, in those, in those adaptations. What's right. unique about this is they've written it so that Queen Charlotte is black. Is black, yeah. And she's married to King George, who's white. And because King George has married a black woman, now Queen Charlotte has all this power and she can give titles and land to other people of color. Right. And so they've written that into the story so that the black people and the, the people of color that are playing those characters can still be people of color, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and they talk about it. They talk about their, their station mm-hmm. in society because Queen Charlotte's black. Mm-hmm. And talking about the costuming, like, Queen Charlotte's wigs... are crazy. They're amazing. And they're also, like, they center like black culture like she's got dreads in some of them she's got right. like an afro in one oh, of them yeah the afro's huge yeah. so anyway super cool um way to modernize it without just kind of 
you could do that and like never speak to it. You could just be like, okay, there's black people in this scene and we're just going to accept it. Right. But they speak to it, which I think makes the show unique. Right. I mean, the lead character is, what's his name? Reggie. The actor? Yeah. I'm not sure. Reggie John Page. Reggie John Page. Plays Simon Bassett. What a hunk of burning love. (laughs) He's He's super attractive. You know, I felt like. He's very attractive. Of the, the actors in the show, his performance felt felt a little stiff to me yeah compared to everybody else's well i didn't really like the older brother anthony yeah yeah i didn't really care for his hairdo <laughs> you mean <laughs> just like in terms of attractiveness <laughs> well no i mean he's a good looking guy but i mean yeah. if you see him the actor yeah looks totally different than what his character because the hair is just he's got like a pompadour he's got it's out of control yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, so there are, you know, it's, I think there's, there are some really great performances. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I think that the, the, what's her name? Uh, Phoebe Denever and Reggie John Page, who play the two main characters in the season. And maybe it's just because they were such a focus of the season. And maybe it's also because they had to film so many sex scenes. Um, they had to have like a sex coach. I mean, they, they, I read something that said uh, that they had an intimacy coach. That's what it was called. That was yes. like on, like to choreograph their sex scenes. But like, I can imagine that that sort of had to be like something they really focused on doing right. And so some of the other stuff just sort of falls by the wayside, I think, right. in terms of like the development of their characters this season. Well, I mean, I think I, I texted you at one point before you had started watching it. And I said, I think I must, I probably was at episode, I don't know, six or seven, six, I don't know, where the honeymoon is. And I texted you and I said, I feel like I'm watching porn. <laughs> yeah. It, it tur- You said, this is a real bodice ripper now. Yeah, like, it, it turns into that. Um, I mean, it, at their honeymoon, there was sex beforehand, but during the honeymoon, Jiminy, good Lord mighty. <laughs> so, um, do you want to do just like a five-minute synopsis of the whole story the plot without giving anything away just say like general yeah i mean it's about a family a well-to-do family the bridgertons the bridgertons and uh they have eight there's eight siblings a widowed mother was it eight i thought it was eight yeah it is eight Uh pretty good huh yeah um and uh you know in that era when the female reached a certain age she was um Shown to society. She, like, Can't, enters the marriage market. It, yeah, she enters the marriage market. And her oldest brother is in charge of helping her find um, a husband. So they go to balls and, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, cool dancing. What and, about Mrs. Whistledown? I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. And <laughs> a little roundabout. Go ahead. Give me a second. So there's this um, newspaper uh, going around the ton Uh as they call the well-to-do people and it's written by mrs mrs lady whistledown and nobody know who knows who she is but she tells all these secrets about what's happening to the different families and the different people at the balls and what the latest scandal is and what the you know what she sees going on and her identity is a secret her identity is a secret and but she knows like all the secrets yeah so through the course of the show, I mean, it's about, what's the lady's name? Penelope? Daphne. It's So Daphne and the Duke, and the are, Duke. The, are the two main characters, right. Simon, the Duke, and um, 
it's there because they're both being mentioned in Lady Whistledown's papers. Simon, as the Duke, is being mentioned as an eligible bachelor, and so all the like moms in town are like, you know, trying to get trying him. to get him to engage their attention. daughters. Yeah. And Daphne is trying to get married, and she's been named the belle of the ball or whatever by Lady by the Queen. Right. And so now there's sort of like a, and her brother kind of fucks it up because he's too overprotective. And so now there's questions in Lady Whistledown's paper about whether anyone is actually interested in her anymore. Right. So they come to an agreement, the two of them, to pretend that they're courting, that he's courting her, right. so that she can become popular. He can be, you know, taken away from the mothers. Spying, you know, getting them, trying to get his daughters, getting her daughters to him or whatever. So they come up with an arrangement. Right. And so it's very like, what's the name of that movie? Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Okay, yes. You know, where like they'd like fake a relationship so yeah. they can both get something out of it. Yeah. And then it's also like Gossip Girl because you've got Lady Whistledown writing these things. Right. Because, you know, anonymity is kept private. Yes. Uh, or whatever. And so that's like the general plot trajectory. There's also the Featheringtons, which is a, um, a family of three daughters who are also on the marriage market. Right. And, and they kind of remind me of like the evil stepmother and her stepdaughters from Cinderella. But, you know, I think it's like they were kind of, they, they were they were still complex characters because, like, yeah. yeah, they had kind of bad taste and they were making decisions that were like ne- not necessarily good decisions. But right. they also you kind of understood why they were making those decisions, you know? Right, because they were on the fringe of society and they wanted to be main Yeah, and their their cousin, Marina Thompson, who's played by Ruby Barker, comes to stay with them. And it turns out that she's pregnant. Right. Out of wedlock. And so there's, like, lots of scandal going on with the Featheringtons Mm -hmm. that um, carries through the season as well. Right, and it involves the Bridgertons. And I think um, Daphne's... Sister Eloise. Eloise is played was played very well. I loved that actor. Like I feel like she stole every single scene she, she was did. in. She did. She just had. She was just so animated, and her and Penelope. 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 Oh, it was also great. So uh, Penelope, played by Nicola Coughlin from Dairy Girls, um, is one of the Featheringtons, and Eloise is played by Claudia Jesse. Um, I don't know anything else that she's been in. <laughs> oh. Well, they're both really, really good. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's escapism. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you could sit there, I think, I don't know how many episodes there are, 10 uh, or 11 maybe? I thought there were like eight. Oh, is it eight? Uh, yeah, eight. Eight. So, eight episodes. An hour each. An hour each. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it in a day. Um, I was telling, I was telling a friend of mine at work. Uh, years, few years back, I gave her the books. Um, uh, what's the books with the whip and chain? Fifty Shades. Of I gave her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, t- <laughs> I told her, you know, if you want to spice up, <laughs> if you want to spice up your life, we won't say who it is. <laughs> but I said, read whatever. Sure. So I told her to watch this. Anyway. What did you tell her specifically about this? <laughs> I'm curious. I told her about the mermaid. <laughs> Mom the other day messages me something about Mermaid Man, oh, saying God. that she thought Reggie, uh, Reggie Jean Page was a good mermaid man. I was like, what are you talking about, Mermaid Man? <laughs> and she was referring specifically to a sex scene in which she thought he moved like a mermaid. <laughs> well, I mean, if you picture mermaids, how they swim... <laughs> 
with the, you know, undulating of their bodies. Oh, my God. Undulating. You just said undulating. Undulating. It is undulating. Wasn't it undulating? <laughs> the way they do the humpity hump. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, skip to episode whatever for the honeymoon if you want to get your juices flowing. Or anybody else's. I. You know, oh, whatever. Lord. Okay. Well. Um... Mermaid man. Hopefully, he'll be the next James Bond. Crush figures. Yeah, he's on, he's on deck to potentially be the next James Bond, I heard. I um, think he'd be good. Yeah, so it's it's fun. It's unique. I think it um, it kind of like turns period dramas, uh, Regency era stuff on its head a little bit. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is, is entertaining. It's very entertaining, and it's just fun to watch, and it takes your mind off of other stuff that you know, can bring you down, man. Yeah. It's based on a series of books by Julia Quinn. The first one was called The Duke and I. Right. And then the next one, which I think season two will be based on, is called The Viscount Who Loved Me. Oh, delightful. Because the, the Bridgertons, uh, uh, Anthony Bridgerton, the, the head Bridger, Bridgerton brother, is a Viscount. Um, I always thought it was Viscount. You watched the show. I know I kind of like saying Viscount. It's spelled Viscount, but it's pronounced Viscount. Well, I think that's wrong. <laughs> well, their their English is older than our English. So. Whatever. <laughs> um, it's actually probably not even English. It's probably French or something. But anyway, um, and so I think the next season, which isn't, they haven't signed for another season yet, but I'm sure they'll get one because it's so popular. Yeah, um, is is probably going to be about Antony and his story of of his marriage. Right, and which I'm hasn't sure. Happened yet. And it's fun to watch, I mean, when you're reading the books, I, I mean, I started reading the book, but it, it's fun when you're reading a book like that that has multiple characters that you know are going to be in another series. It's fun when you get to the second series and those characters pop up so you see what's happening with them at the same time. It just it makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you finish a book, like imagine finishing Jane Austen's uh, Pride and Prejudice. And you get to the end, and Elizabeth and Darcy marry, and you're like, "Yay, so happy!" Mm-hmm. Um, and then you Which get I've an- never read. you get another book that talks about um, Kitty's story, and like, and then you reading Kitty's story, you hear about what's going on with Elizabeth and Darcy, right. and they're like happily ever after. Yeah, and it's, it's fun. It's, to, that kind of shit's that. fun. So um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that will be the second season. Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure the actors will stick around, and so then we'll see Daphne and Simon. And what happens, what, where they're at. Yeah. So I read online because I wanted to see how closely the show was following the storyline of the books because I thought people might care about that. Mm-hmm. And they said it's, it follows it pretty closely except the identity of Lady Whistledown, which does get revealed in the first season of this mm-hmm. show, doesn't get re- revealed until the fourth book. Oh, wow. So that huh. was an interesting it's... choice to make. Huh. Huh. Not that we're going to tell you who that is. No, we will not tell you, but oh my God. You got to watch the show to find out. Got to watch the show. Just, I mean, just sit down and watch it and get your mind off of stupid stuff. How many mom stars would you give it? I would put it right, well, just alone for the mermaid man, I'd put it. (laughs) (laughs) He was a great performer and that's, you know, like he really was a great actor. Like I can't imagine having to film those scenes. I cannot either. So many of them. There was a lot. I mean, there was a there was a lot. <laughs> and he's also, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. It was just sort of like sometimes his interactions with Daphne. I was like, this doesn't really feel super real. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was just a lot of sex. <laughs> I mean, and it was okay. How but, many stars would you give it? Uh, uh, where did how far did the stars go? I don't know. 
I would give it like, you know, a one to ten. I'd put it right up there in the eight or nine. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun show to watch. Worth the watch. Check it out. It'll ease you into English accents. Yeah, yeah. If you want a way to kind of bridge the gap between (laughs) hating period pieces and liking period pieces, it's a good place to start. It is. It's fun. What do you think the tomato meter is for Bridgerton? It's been a while since I've rated my tomato meter or done a tomato meter. I'm going to say it's like a, the first number that popped into my brain was 87. You're very close. What? Tomato meter, 92% for the first season of Bridgerton. Sumptuous design, soapy drama, and a sterling cast make Bridgerton a delightful treat. Sumptuous. It really is delightful. It is. That's a great word for it. The cast really is great. And, you know, I feel bad for telling, saying that I didn't think... Their just chemistry was a little bit of a struggle at some of the scenes. Yeah. Uh, audience score only 85%. So for some huh. reason, <laughs> users like it less than critics, which I think is dumb, uh, especially in this sense, because yeah. it's pretty great. Um, Mom, do you have any words of wisdom? A wisdom? I did say wisdom. That's uh, well, not what I meant. <laughs> lately, my wisdoms. <laughs> oh, boy. My words of wisdoms. I don't really have much to offer in the way of wisdom. Uh-huh. I think everybody's doing their best to you know, weather the storm of uh, pandemic and all the other, you know, stupid stuff. But I think everybody needs to just lighten up and chill out and just, we'll get through it. Yeah. We're going to get through it. Um, not to go back in time, but I forgot to do the Rotten Tomatoes for Bridgerton. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Rewind. You can ask me about the other one afterwards. Or I can just edit it. Oh, yeah. Is that I, how that works? I have the power to cut oh, stuff around. Uh, so. I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Is so, that what that means when you say it when I edit it? Yes, that is what I mean. Snip, snip, snip. It's a fun show. Check it out if you're interested. Mom, yeah. I'll give you a dollar if you can name all the Bridgerton siblings. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right. Anthony. Oh, Christ. <laughs> it begins with a B. They're, Ro- in, al- they're in alphabetical order. Roderick. Mm. Benjamin. Bradley? Nihana. Ben... Benick. Dick. <laughs> what is it again? Benick Dick. Benick Dick. Ben- Benedict. Benedict. <laughs> Number three. Colin. You got him. Daphne. Yep. Eloise. Uh-huh. E. F. Florence. Mm. Figurton. Mm. <laughs> Theo. I get Fer- Ferdinand. It's a girl. <laughs> Fra- Francine. Che- Francesca? Yeah. Why would they go that route? I don't know. G? It's a boy. The youngest boy. Oh my God. Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? One more. Ah, oh, Christ. The last girl. Horace. <laughs> Her it's a girl. Flower? Hyacinth. There it is. <laughs> it's hard. Good job, though. You did it. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I get stuck on the B. That's like the second one. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, I don't know how frequently these episodes are going to come out. Maybe you'll get another one next month. Maybe. Maybe you'll get another one sooner than that. Who knows? We have lots to talk about. We've just bottled it up all inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Have a safe week. We'll see you soon. Bye.
podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at TV with my mom and on Twitter at TV with mom. You can rate, review, oh, and, and subscribe, subscribe to us. us. Yes. Wherever you get your podcast, you can write us an email at TV with my mom at gmail.com if you want. It was our friend Anna's birthday the other week. Oh. She turned one year old. Anna! <laughs> Anna Banana, happy Anna birthday. Banana. Check out Mom Dreams soon. <laughs> yes. All for the month of January, my sister Sarah on Instagram draws dreams that mom has so if you're interested in checking that out it's sarah cronin i-t-s-s-a-r-a-h-c-r-o-n-i-n to see her drawings of mom's dreams and Teresa, you're gonna feature in them apparently (laughs) (laughs) who do you want to thank mom john dodson for his wonderful musical repertoire and we'll also thank diane sullivan for drawing our cover art yeah we'll talk to you guys soon bye 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 bye